The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks team coverage podcast, formerly known as Hoop Ball Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia. Chilly morning, but it was hot in the State Farm Arena last night, and it feels great waking up 1-0 to a Hawks victory. The Hawks won their season opener at the State Farm Arena versus the Houston Rockets, 117-107. Great team performance, great crowd. It was standing room only last night. The energy was incredible. The fans were excited to see the Young and Murray combination. And they got a whole lot more as the Hawks had four players score 20 points or more last night. Chemistry looked great. And it was needed as the Rockets, although they sported one of the worst records in the NBA last year as a team. This Rockets team is extremely young, extremely athletic, and they play hard. They just would not go away last night, and Hawks had several moments to put them away well before the four-minute mark in the fourth quarter, but Houston just kept fighting and fighting, which from a young team in the NBA, you just love to see that fight, that effort, that we're not going to give up, we're going to keep battling type mentality, so that is great to see from a young team, and they will be a tough out all year long if they do not beat themselves, which... They did last night, and we're going to dive into the numbers here shortly. There's a lot of young talent on that Houston Rockets roster, and it was displayed last night. A lot of high flyers, really great offensive young players. But the Hawks' defense was much improved, looks much improved, and that was thanks to DeJounte Murray and others that they added on this team. And, and as well as Nate McMillan, He talked about at media day, defense is a mindset and a process. And it seems like this team is bought into that mindset and process. They played with such energy on that side of the floor last night. Communicated very well. Murray's impact was felt all night long on the defensive end. His aggressiveness and his focus translated to others as they forced several turnovers and had a barrage of steals last night. And outside of some lapses in pick-and-roll defensive execution and just some athletic plays that the Rockets made last night, and as well as a lot of second-chance points as the Rockets were pretty pretty good on the offensive glass last night, despite giving up 107 points, I thought the Hawks played pretty good on the defensive end last night. That's a Houston Rockets team that can score points. And... <laughs> They can score a lot of them, but they can also give up a lot of them as they did last night. So that is a win in my book as they allowed 107 points, but held the Rockets to under 43% shooting from the floor. Now we're going to dive into the numbers. Shout out to Larry June right there. Hawks shot 50% from the floor and the star studded cast that was present at the State Farm Arena certainly appreciated as there are a lot of actors, actresses, rappers, and musicians, entertainers that were in attendance last night at State Farm Arena. They were treated to a very fun, fast-paced Atlanta Hawks game that was thoroughly entertaining from start to finish. 
Hawks only shot 28% from the three and did not hit their first three-pointer until the second quarter as shots were really reluctant to fall from behind the three-point arc last night. And I said this a couple episodes ago and last episode as well. The Hawks will be a streaky three-point shooting team this year, especially when you're not getting A.J. Griffin, who did not play last night uh, due to a coach's decision, does not get minutes. And with Bogey being out, those are two really good three-point shooters that were not playing for the Atlanta Hawks last night. Trey Young struggled from three last night. So when you're going to be streaky. Those are streaky three-point shooters. So that is something that I'm not going to say needs to be addressed because they won last night. They didn't need the three ball last night. But certainly they're going to have to get it going from the three-point line some games, especially if teams learn that the Hawks like to get into the mid-range and get into the paint and they try to build build the wall defense to keep them out of the paint. So something that needs to get better. But last night it was about defense creating offense, and the Hawks did that in fine fashion, and they took advantage of a young Houston Rockets team that made a lot of mistakes and had a lot of defensive mismatches that the Hawks just took advantage of. The Hawks shot 83% from the foul line last night. They were out-rebounded by the Rockets 54-38. to And I I did not put this on Twitter. Um, I was working, so I had to re-watch the game this morning before recording. But I noticed that Capella was not as aggressive. I mean, he was aggressive, but he did not look himself last night. We did not see the Capella that we saw in the first half of the preseason game up in Cleveland last week. He only had eight rebounds last night. And I did not know if the finger that he strained was fully healed and if that was holding him back. But that is something to monitor. But hey, the Hawks still won um, regardless of the rebounding margin. And I don't think the Hawks will win a, win a lot of those rebounding margins this year. They're just not built to win night in and night out. But they did have a lot of timely rebounds. So... Numbers are not everything when it comes to rebounding, but the number two focus on, as I mentioned before, was getting out rebounding the offensive glass 15 to 4. The Hawks really were poor as far as putting a body on someone and keeping the Rockets off the offensive glass. So they must do better in that department going forward. My favorite stat of the night has to be the 30 team assist. Trey Young and DeJounte Murray both had double-digit assist, and the ball was moving, flying around. People were getting touches, getting shot, uh, shot attempts. I mean, it was it was great to see. And I loved how both Trey Young and DeJounte Murray's assist really affected the game. Early on, Trey's shot was not falling. So was Murray's. Murray's was not falling really early and often as well. So what did they do? They got others involved, got them going, especially John Collins, who was hot, hot, especially in that second quarter. And then after a while, after they were getting other everybody else involved, their shots came to them, and Trey Young started heating up in the second quarter, and DeJounte Murray had his moment in the fourth quarter. Trey Young had eight first-half assists, and as I said before, Murray's assists were very timely as they – both were finding mismatches, taking advantage of them, uh, giving it to their teammates who were hot, 
like DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, they were taking what the defense was giving them and they were executing at a high level last night. And I just have to say this, isn't it great to have a backcourt like this? This, I mean, the assist that both of these guys were dishing out and then Murray's impact on the defensive end, which is why I picked this backcourt as the best in the Eastern Conference. And I still hold true to that. They can both score. Both are really good passers that we saw from last night. Both are learning and really good at reading the game and executing and giving whatever the defense is giving them, they're going to take advantage of. And they both can take over a game at any point. With Murray's elite perimeter defense, and when we say this time and time again, I'm going to keep saying it, the Hawks are a dangerous team in the Eastern Conference. I mean, potentially a top five team, uh, six or seven to be safe. Um, and I'm not trying to overreact from opening night, but when you see around the league, everybody played in the first night, and you see just the continuity early already from DeJounte Murray and Trey Young, how they just seem to love to play with each other. That's something to continue to watch. They're going to have to continue to build on that. Um, certainly going to be high points and low points. It's not always going to be like this. So I'm excited for the start and they're building good habits, which I talked about in previous episodes that they were building with the work they put in the offseason, the work in training camp, the preseason games, and now they see it come to fruition in the first game. They're building good habits, and I can't wait for them to continue to take the next steps and build upon it there. Murray's perimeter defense last night was just elite, elite, elite. Um, I love what he brings on the defensive end, so I'm really excited to see this team going forward. The Hawks were really good on the defensive end. As I said, they forced 16 Rockets turnovers, which turned into 28 points, which was a key to victory going into the game that I stated on a previous episode. All 28 of those points were on a fast break, and the Rockets had 10 turnovers in the first half alone, whereas the Hawks only had nine turnovers the entire game last night. And that's not news for us. The Hawks were one of the best teams in the NBA as far as turnovers per game. They averaged the fewest amount of turnovers per game last year. I see that happening again this year, especially if they're going to be clicking and having a continuity that they had tonight game in and game out. The Hawks had 12 steals last night. Murray had five of them. I mean, his hands and quickness on the defensive end is something that the Hawks just have not had. And I don't think they've had this to this extent in a while. Uh, people expected this type of deep defense from Cam Reddish, who in his own right had a great opening night for the New York Knicks. In Memphis last night, which was great to see, he had 22 points as they did fall in overtime to the Memphis Grizzlies. But Cam Reddish looked good, and I was glad to see that from him. And as much as we want to talk about Murray's five steals, obviously seven of them came from other players. And as a whole, the Hawks were active on the defensive end. They were jumping in the passing lanes, using their hands to knock the ball loose. And when they got their hands on the ball, pushed the pace and got easy buckets last night. Hawks also had five blocks on the defensive end. Offensively, they scored 56 points in the paint, which is very good, especially with them struggling from three-point range last night. As I said at the top of the program, the Hawks had four players 
scored 20 points or more. The leading scorer last night was John Collins. He had 24 points. 13 of those points were in the third quarter. Sorry, the second quarter alone. He was aggressive. They fed him all night as he had a rookie, Jabari Smith Jr., um, in his rookie debut. Um, the Fayetteville, Georgia native, by the way. John Collins saw who he had in front of him and went to work all night long. He's always been a highly efficient player, one of the most efficient players in the NBA. Once he gets the ball in his hands and has his shot attempts, he had 12 shot attempts last night, which was the magic number from last year. I changed that number to 10 this year. 10 shot attempts for him and DeAndre Hunter per game is what I like to see. And out of those 12 shot attempts last night, Collins made nine of them. So very efficient from the floor. He made both of his three-point attempts, so two for two there. Added eight rebounds, a block, and an assist last night. He was also four for four from the foul line. John Collins, especially in that second and third quarter, was elite. His presence was felt all night long. And if we can get John Collins averaging 17 points and DeAndre Hunter, who had a great night and showed his appreciation for the bag he got on Monday after getting his contract extension, he showed his appreciation by scoring 22 points on 10 of 15 shooting from the floor. He was one of three from three-point range, added three rebounds, and assist in a steal. Hunter and Collins were really effective, especially in the mid-range game, and they both made it intentional as far as getting into the paint and trying to score around the rim. If they're getting their attempts and executing when they get their attempts, is really going to open up things for this offense, which it did last night. I loved how we were feeding both Collins and Hunter. We need to see that game in and game out. Again, if you can get Collins scoring 17 points a game and DeAndre Hunter scoring 15 points per game, this is a very, very good team in the Eastern Conference, and they're going to be a tough out no matter how far they go into the playoffs this year. Trey Young, as I said, did struggle out the gate shooting the ball, but got it going in the second quarter. He finished with 23 points. He was 7-22 from the floor, 1-9 of nine from three-point range, added 13 assists. And as I mentioned before, he had 8 of those 13 assists in the first half, added a steal and a block, and as well as 3 rebounds. Turnovers were an issue from Trey Young in the preseason, but opening night, out of the 13 assists, only had three turnovers last night. So you'll definitely take that there. Pretty good assist-to-turnover ratio, which is something that Trey Young struggled with early on in his career. Has been getting better year to year, which is what you want to see. And I'd like for him to continue to take that next step and become even more of an efficient player there. He had eight free throw attempts. He made all eight of his free throws there last night. So even if he wasn't shooting great from the floor, uh, you can do the percentage, seven out of 22 attempts, eight of eight from the free throw line. You're going to take that night in and night out. And I just like eight free throw attempts from Trey Young as well. DeJounte Murray's Hawk debut at home, 20 points, nine of those 20 points in the fourth quarter. He wasn't uber efficient from the field as well. Eight of 19 from the floor and one of five from three-point range. He added 11 assists, 5 rebounds, and as I mentioned, 5 steals at the top of the program and added 1 block. He did not have a single turnover last night. So a terrific first game for DeJounte Murray here in Atlanta as they did not play a game at home in the State Farm Arena 
in the preseason. So this was his debut, and this was the Hawks' debut for the season in Atlanta. And the fact that you had 24 assists between your two backcourt players and 30 overall as a team, that's just terrific. Will they get 30 a night? I don't think they'll get 30 a night, but if they can get north of 25 team assists night in, night out, I think they're going to win more games than they lose. I'll track that as the season goes on. As I mentioned, Capella did struggle last night, only had two points, eight rebounds, but he did have two blocks there, so he still was a presence defensively. Okongu off the bench, 13 points, nine rebounds. Okongu did this in 21 minutes played, and as I said, I was going to track the minutes that Okongu and Capella got in each game. 21 minutes for Okongu, 26 for Capella. I said I'll be monitoring that all, all year long. They both had positive plus minuses. And I still think, as I said, that finger is probably still bothering Capella. I'm interested to see how he bounces back in game two versus Orlando tomorrow night. Jalen Johnson played 14 minutes and scored five points as the backup four. He was the first one off the bench, I want to say. First or second one off the bench. He was in the early rotation in that first quarter. So it was good to see him playing NBA minutes. It's still going to be a work in process, progress as far as his spacing, his chemistry with players, but certainly a solid start for Jayla Johnson. I was glad to see him get minutes last night. Both Holiday brothers combined for eight points off the bench, and they were really good defensively. And on the Houston Rockets side of things, Kevin Porter Jr., who just got a bag on Monday as well, showed his appreciation to his franchise, scoring 21 points Added seven rebounds and seven assists. The rookie Jabari Smith Jr. in his debut had 17 points on 17 shots. Not uber efficient, uh, but 17 points in your rookie debut is still good. He was 3 of 11 from the three-point line. Added seven rebounds. The high-flying Jalen Green had 16 points, five rebounds, three assists. Eric Gordon average, sorry, added 11 points and four assists. Uh, Shingun. The big man for the Rockets off the bench had 15 points and nine rebounds. The former Atlanta Hawk, Bruno Fernando, had a really good game. Seven points, nine rebounds, seven assists, and two blocks. It was great to see him perform well. He was a really likable player on this Hawks team, especially within the locker room. So it's great to see him perform well, even if it's not in a Hawks uniform. The LSU rookie, Tari Eason, had eight points in his debut and added seven rebounds in 15 minutes. The Hawks did work him out multiple times here in Atlanta as he was a prospect that the Hawks were really eyeing. But ultimately, they chose A.J. Griffin, who again said he did not see the floor last night. Kenyon Martin Jr. added six points and Josh Christopher added six points as well. As a team, the Rockets shot under 43% from the floor last night. I'm going to give you my takeaways after this quick plug. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little fantasy hoops. Now, I don't know about you. I'm in several fantasy leagues. In every fantasy league that you are in, you have a rival. Pokemon, Ash Ketchum had Gary. And I know you have your Gary out there. So it's time to beat Gary and get the insight that you need to take your stuff to the next level and win a fantasy basketball championship. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges before any other ranked list? 
I know which one. It's the Brewskies 150. And you probably turn those huge wins into some cash or a fantasy basketball championship. This year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time. And Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com and click on the premium tab to grab membership information or the draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. Check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues. Beat Gary with the help of Sports Ethos. And just like Atlanta Hawks basketball, we are back. I said I was going to give my takeaways from our first game last night of the regular season. It's nice to talk regular season basketball with you guys. First takeaway, I mean, how could it not be your first takeaway? DeJounte Murray is a dog. A menace, whatever you want to call him. He is him, and he is what the Hawks desperately needed. His energy, workmanship, his mentality, his leadership, defensive presence, his quickness, his added decisiveness as a ball handler and offensive creator next to Trey Young. And he showed out, even though it was not his greatest shooting night, he showed out last night. And I think he will definitely be a fan favorite sooner rather than later. Uh, like I said, he's going to be another leader on his team. And I think he will be leaned upon all year long as he should be on both ends of the floor. I love how he gets people involved like Trey Young. He sees mismatches, reads the game, feeds hot hands, and he just attacks in all facets of his game. He helps improve spacing on his team. He makes things easier for everyone else on both ends of the floor, which Collins and Hunter were benefactors of last night with his added presence. So great first game for DeJounte Murray. Cannot wait to see him build upon this performance going into Friday. And look, as I mentioned, you know, Collins and Hunter were benefactors last night. We're not going to always get games like we did last night from John Collins and Hunter in the same night. But if we feature them early and often, get them their 8, 10, 12 attempts a game, it's really going to open up things offensively for the Hawks. That ball movement that they had, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, was Great for this Hawks team and will be key going forward. During the broadcast last night, they interviewed uh, Bogey. He says he's still a ways away from being on the court, still rehabbing and building up strength in that knee. So if I had to guess, he did not give a uh, timetable, but I say about another month or so before we see Bogey getting NBA minutes for the Hawks this year. But he said that this knee that he had surgery on this offseason had been bothering him for about four years. So it sounds like the procedure was needed. It wasn't just like, boom, injury, boom, he needs surgery. Something that's been nagging him. So it'll be good to see him not have to be in pain anymore. And he said he's getting to that point now where he's no longer in pain. So it's just about strength and conditioning at this point, maintenance, and it'll be great to add him off the bench as it's just only going to make this team better, um, which is something that is crazy to think about. We didn't have Bogey and still put up 117 points and play the way we did. Bogey will continue to be a lift for this team off the bench. And if healthy, I think he can vie for six man of the year award this year. We learned 
what this Hawks team wants to be. Offensively, they want to move the ball. They want to have an even shot distribution, which uh, Joe Pronti said on the broadcast last night when interviewed uh, by Valley Sports. He really credited the team of having just a great offensive flow. Like I said, even shot distribution, everyone getting touches. Uh, he loved the pace in which they played with. I did too. Um, they kept the Rockets defense on their heels pretty much all night because they can attack you in so many different ways, whether it's the patented pick and roll in the mid range, beyond the arc, uh, in the paint on a fast break, which needed to improve from last year. They were last in that category. And I think, I think DeJounte Murray will help as far as fast break points this year, but who knows? What do I know? But we'll see game in the game out and, just great team offense as far as moving the ball around, finding mismatches, getting everyone involved. That is Atlanta Hawks basketball offensively. And then defensively, they want to be pesky, connected. They want to have great communication on that side of the floor and bring energy night in, night out, which we say, you know, we saw most most of the game last night. We saw all those things. Uh, the Houston Rockets, just like every other team in the NBA, they're professionals too. They work tirelessly, hours upon hours on their game as well. So the Hawks are not going to be lockdown defenders every single night. Nobody in the NBA is a lockdown defender every single night. But timely stops and being disruptive on the defensive end will help you win more games than you lose. And I saw improvement on that end of the floor. And certainly that energy and that disruptiveness, they're going to have to bring back to the State Farm Arena tomorrow night as they welcome their division rivals, the Orlando Magic, to Atlanta who lost last night to the Detroit Pistons in a close one. A great league pass game. A league pass is free right now. So, guys, if you want to watch more than the Hawks, that is going to be free for, I think, the next week. They usually do that at the opening of the NBA season before they close that door and want you to obviously purchase that. But it was a really great game between two young teams with a lot of young talent up in Detroit. The Rockets similar to the Rockets I mean uh, the Magic are a young athletic team with a lot of good young talent uh, Paolo Bonchero had a monster first night 27 points nine rebounds and five assists also added two blocks Franz Wagner who had a really good la year last year added 20 points in his debut for the 22-23 NBA season Suggs added 21 points Wendell Carter Jr. had 11 and 11 last night Terrence Ross at 13. Bo Bowl off the bench added 10 points. And I wanted to put their numbers out because, hey, they had a really good offensive performance last night and still lost. Still lost. But certainly this is a team in Orlando that can put up points as well if you allow them to. So the Hawks must bring that same energy on the defensive end and that same effort tomorrow night to hold this team off. The Magic shot just under 49% from the floor last night and just under 37% from three. And again, they lost. You I mean you shoot almost fifty percent from the floor, thirty-seven percent from three, and lose. That's yeah. Tip your cap off to Detroit, which we'll see Detroit next week twice. So we're going to have to keep an eye on them, and I will keep an eye on them um, leading up to that game. But what hurt the Magic last night was that they had eighteen turnovers. They're a young team, just like the Rockets. They're going to make mistakes. Still trying to learn and figure things out how to play and execute in the NBA. So the Hawks must take advantage of the turnover bug for the Magic. The uh, Magic did miss some points at the free throw line last night. So as I said, for the game plan for Houston, the Hawks must have the same game plan versus Orlando on Friday night. 
play with a lot of energy on the defensive end, force turnovers, limit your turnovers, keep them off the fast break, play real physical, connected defense, contest shots, and then offensively, continue to spread the wealth, find mismatches wherever the defense gives you one, and I think they will end up being 2-0 and when it's all said and done. It's not going to be a cakewalk. It's another NBA game. It's a team that knows you very well. But I expect the Hawks to win the game. I don't know what the spread is for them on Friday. I can quickly peek into that if that is up. It is not up right now, but the Hawks are, their analytics say they have an 84% chance of winning that game on Friday night. And I expect them to win it if they continue to play like they did last night. And we will be back. After that magic game. And if you love what you heard from us today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it and tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks. We are blowing and going over 40,000 downloads and 166 episodes now. So I just thank you guys for your support. Entering year three of me covering this team. You know, spread the word. Spread the word. This is a hot podcast. And the Hawks are going to be a really fun team to watch all year long. So, if you know someone who's curious about the Hawks, put them on this podcast. You know the drill. Share it with fellow Hawks fans, NBA fans, Georgia sports fans, basketball fans in general. Follow us on Twitter at EthosHawks. That's at EthosHawks on Twitter. And then follow myself on Twitter at Brad Jarrett67. That is Brad J-A-R-R-E-T-T-67. We will catch you after the game Friday night. Again, State Farm Arena, 7.30 tip-off. Taking on the Orlando Magic and looking for the Hawks to go 2-0.